Isaiah 50 verse 4. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Amen. The Lord takes care of his own. If, if you were concerned about what's happening in your life, and Jesus was standing by you, these are the words you hear. Don't be afraid. Only believe. All things are possible to him who believes. So, it's the same Jesus is here today. Don't be afraid. If there is a God, and I know he is, he'll take care of you. All he wants you to do is honor him by believing him. Trusting him. He'll take care of you. Amen? Today, I want to go uh, to a message I titled, Fruitfulness is Divine. Fruitfulness is Divine. I said on Wednesday here, and continuing from Wednesday, the very first words man heard from the mouth of God, the very first words God spoke to man was, be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. Because fruitfulness is a God thing. When there is no fruitfulness, it signifies death or something that's dying. Everything that's alive will bring forth fruit. So fruitfulness is from God. It signifies life, vibrant life. But if you cannot bear, then there is something dead or something dying already in existence. But if the Spirit of God is in your life, you will be fruitful. And God wants fruitfulness. From the beginning, that's what He wanted. Fruitfulness. And after God destroyed the world with water, and Noah came up with his family, the first thing God said, He repeated Himself again. Be fruitful and multiply. That was after the fall. God was still focused on this one thing, fruitfulness. He loves fruitfulness. He wants us to be fruitful. And so when the Spirit of God is at work in a man's life, you can't help but be fruitful. You will be fruitful. Now in the New Testament, you'll see how important it is to God, this word of this fruitfulness. Jesus speaking in John 15, and I said this on Wednesday, verse 16, it says, you did not choose me. Many of us think we came to Christ by ourselves. No, he found you and called you. If today you're sitting here and you have not given your life to Christ, at the end of the service you will do just that. Because God will open your ears to hear from him. Jesus said this. He says, everyone who has heard from the Father will come to me. So if you have not come to Jesus, that means God has never spoken to you. Because if God speaks to you, you go to Jesus. He spoke to me, I ran to him. And I've decided that's the safest place to be on earth, to be with Jesus. Amen? So God will speak to you. Jesus said in this word, you did not choose me. 
But I chose you and appointed you, in other words, ordained you, that you should go. So there is a going here. That you should go and bear fruit. And that your fruit should remain. Go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. So that the soul I added is not in the scriptures there. But that's what it says. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. So your, the answer to your prayers is tied to your fruitfulness. If this whole church will become fruitful in God, you watch out what God will do. You didn't choose me, I chose you. And I ordained you, I appointed you to go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. Not only bearing fruit, but let that fruit remain. Make sure it's your responsibility, the Ark Fellowship is our responsibility that the fruit remain in Christ. And if we do that, and Jesus said, I'm telling you this, the reason I'm telling you to do this is because you want your prayers answered. If you do that, then my Father will give you whatever you ask. So fruitfulness is important. God loves fruitfulness, and we have the same thing in the New Testament. He wants fruitfulness. Notice some people will say, well, maybe this is talking about the fruit of the Spirit. You don't have to go anywhere to bear the fruit of the Spirit. It's in you. Let it come out. Is the fruit of the Spirit in you. It come out. You are not appointed to bear the fruit of the Spirit. If you have the Spirit, the Spirit has fruit inside of you. Let the fruit come out. But this is something to go and bear fruit. You got to go. And you can see that in Matthew 28. And you need to understand. The very first words God spoke to man. Be fruitful and multiply. The very last words of Jesus before he left this world. He was telling them, you go and make disciples. Occupy till I come. Replenish the earth. Fill the earth. Subdue the earth. Occupy. Those were his last words. And you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in Judea. In Samaria and to the uttermost part of the earth. He wants this word spread all over the world and his house filled with people. And he said as he was speaking to them, I was reading in Luke this morning. As God, Jesus was speaking to them, he led them out to uh, Bethany and then he started blessing them. And as he was blessing them, he was taken away from them. And I wonder, I wonder, what was he saying to them? Because after man was created, he said, the Lord blessed them. In other words, he set them apart. And then he said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Go into all the world. He says, Jesus came and spoke to them. Matthew 28, beginning from verse 18 through 20. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. In other words, nothing is going to hinder what I'm asking you to do right now. No power is going to stand in his way. I'm giving you the authority to go do this. 
and nobody can stand in his way. He says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. That means not only get them converted, but let them be followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's a command. When we obey God, he blesses us. A lot of Christians don't obey, they obey supposedly God in every other way, but they don't obey this scripture. And this is in the heart of God. That's why Jesus died. Not just to go to church. Go to the streets, the byways, highways, bring them in. That's what he said. I want my house full. That's the Lord's command. That's his commandment. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. That's what we want to do. A lot of churches, all they want to do is just to reach their little community. I'm not interested in that. We will reach Cyprus. We have been reaching Cyprus. We are in Calvert. We are in Nigeria. We want to reach everywhere. Because the command is to reach the nations. All nations. All nations. Make disciples of all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. That's what I'm doing now. That's what he commanded us. We have to teach them to observe. We have to observe. If I'm not telling you we need to do this, then we're not doing our job. Jesus said to teach them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And one of the things he commanded us to do is go. Make disciples. And our fellowship, we will obey that. Amen? We are going to make disciples. We will do that. And may God fill you with his Holy Spirit and with understanding this morning to know the heart of God. How much he loves these people. That your words can bring change in their lives. That what you speak to them, the words that come out of your mouth, from the scriptures, they are divine, they are powerful. They can turn lives around and change families for generations because you spoke the word of God to them. Powerful words. I can't understand why God would choose an earthen vessel to use to transform the world and transform people's lives. There are people that are out now, they are so into changing nations, changing lives. I'm not going to sit by and just watch. I got to do something about it. I got to do something about it. Teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. He says, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you always. You know, when he says, I'm with you, that's what it means. If you're doing that and you're bearing fruit, then he is with you. All your needs are going to be met. He sent his disciples out to preach the gospel somewhere. He said, don't take any money with you. Don't take anything with you. Just go. And then later, before he went to the cross, he asked them, he said, you remember when I sent you all out without money and anything, no supplies? They said, yes, Lord. He said, did you lack anything? They said, no. You can never do God's work and be in want. It's impossible. You can never go out trying to bring people in to Christ and be in want. God will fight your battle. You build his house, he'll build your house. You want to build a big house? Build a big house for God. And God will build a big house for you. It's called giving and receiving. You give to him, he gives back. 
You use your little spoon and he uses a huge shovel and baptizes you with it and knocks you over. May you never recover. So he blesses. But we have to have a heart for people. Do you really love people? Do you really love them? Can you watch a blind man walking towards a cliff and you know he's going to fall down several thousand feet and, and you say, well, I don't want to bother him. And he's getting closer. I say, well, you know, he might be mad if I talk to him about this. How could you say something like that? He's going down there. He's going to die. We're going to hell. It's worse than that. And you're sitting there doing nothing and you have the words of life. In Acts of the Apostles, the, disciples, the angel said, when God sent this angel, he said, release my disciples. Let them go out and preach these words of life to the people. And they went out and preached. And people were brought in. We used to wonder, why am I still here to prove that I can preach? Why didn't God just take me up to heaven after I got saved? Why? Because of them. I got to reach out to them. It's not all about me. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Seek first the kingdom of God. Let the kingdom of God be number one. God's going to take care of you. I've never seen a man who is fully devoted, not distracted, fully devoted, and didn't make it in life. You can see Billy Graham. Many of us know Billy Graham. I mean, God, they came from nowhere. Tia Osborne from a very poor family. Now known all over the world. Have children all over the world. He's a white man, but he has a, black, a lot of black kids in Africa. Don't understand that. And they call him daddy. When he shows up, they bow to him. You are our father. Lay your hands on us and bless us. From Oklahoma. Why? Because of the gospel. He stood for the word of God and went all over sharing with people. You can transform lives. We have to bear fruit. We have to bear fruit. You know, obedience in the kingdom of God is the language of love. In the kingdom of God, obedience is the language in the kingdom. If you love God, you will obey Him. If you don't love God, you will ignore His words. It don't mean anything to you. And Jesus Himself said this, and I'm focusing on sharing with people. Did you know that they took a survey in the United States? And they said 80% of Americans say they will go to church if somebody will just invite them. They'll go. And when you invite somebody to church, it's not just about you. We're trying to win them to Christ to make sure that they stay, that your fruit may remain. There's somebody that plants and another person waters. And God's the one that gives the increase. If that's in, the fo- if that's in your mind, as soon as you see a new person coming in, you know God has sent that person to you. And you focus on this person. Maybe somebody planted, but I want to water this person. I want them to remain so that my prayers are answered. 
and I have my project. You are my project, man. Welcome to our church. I shake his hand real well. Do you need some water? I'll get you some water. Whatever you need. Are you okay? Is the, the room too hot for you? I'll go back and tell him there. Put the temperature down. He's not feeling, he's feeling kind of warm. And he's thinking, wow, this is a very good place. It's not just because of him. I want my fruits to remain. I want to sow. Amen. I want to do something to make sure they stay for my God. You know, I, I, I spent a lot of time just sowing. I, I, pastor Jude, you remember, he a pastor, was my student who I taught in high school in Nigeria before I came here. And I don't try to put, words, put things together to determine how old I am, but still, stay, stay, okay. But, but I thought, and, and this, this fellow, I came, left, I spoke to a lot of them. Sharing from house to house. I mapped the streets of our city. And many of us have been out in, Cal- in uh, uh, Cyprus with me, door to door. Michael, remember that? When we, we first moved in, I knock on their doors. But I mapped every street. And, and I go from street to street, uh, witnessing, sharing with people. Because I realized that Jesus said, and I said this on Wednesday, Jesus said, if you confess me before men... I will confess you before my Father in heaven. And I thought to myself, I need him to mention my name every day in heaven. This is a good thing. If I call his name here before somebody, then Jesus will say, Hey, angels, uh, that's good luck over there. And uh, they will all know me. Then I become a real big shot. You know, before the angels in heaven. I mean, they know me as he mentions my, my name. So, uh, I mean, now you can laugh. But as, as a young Christian, that was very literal to me. So, when I cornered you, you are going nowhere. I will preach the gospel to you, even though the message is not too long. It's almost like repent or perish kind of stuff. But I've made my confession. And I said on Wednesday, I, I, I was witnessing to these fellows... And, 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 and I don't know where the word came, uh, went around the place that no matter what you do with him, what you do to him when he's witnessing, you can never get him upset. He never will be angry, even if you curse him. So this guy deliberately cursed me to my face, and I was, I was just looking at him, words just finished, so I can finish my gospel preaching to you. And um, he looked at me, he was angry, he said, I just cursed you. Why are you not angry? I couldn't tell him why. I was going to say, you are my victim today for my name to be mentioned in heaven. And uh, I'm not going to curse you either because I might cancel that if I did that. So I'm going to witness to you whether you like it or not. And I left thinking it was a failure. I didn't have a lot of people. I just got a call this weekend, Pastor Jude. is one of the students who later gave his life to Christ. But if you ask him, he says... Good luck led me to the Lord. I have another lady in, uh, in California. It's not about me, but we have to share the gospel. That's all I'm trying to say. That man is a pastor today. He's telling me, he was telling me he's traveled all over the world. He's here to preach. He's been in, and he told me he's going to Ghana to preach. He's going, that was my student. We can bear fruit. We can bear fruit. Jesus said this, John chapter 14, 23, 24. Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. 
If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my father will love him. When you keep the words of Jesus, you receive a special love. God loves the world. But when you keep Jesus' words, you have a special place in the father's heart. Jesus said, if anyone loves me, he'll keep my word. So to show that you love Jesus, you have to keep his word. Jesus said, you draw near me with your mouth, but your heart is far from me. So you can't just speak the word, let your actions show it. If you love him, you will keep his word. What, what words we're talking about today? To go and speak, preach the gospel to every creature. Make disciples. Disciples mean followers of Christ. You make them. He wouldn't tell us to do something that we can't do. We can do this. We just have to be willing. And it's not about just filling out, filling the church. No, I want the church filled and all of us doing God's work together so that when there is a need and we ask God, He answers. When they were doing it in the New Testament and they cried out to God, God was so excited, He shook the building. Read Acts chapter 4. He shook the building literally and filled them with the Holy Spirit again. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my Father will love him. And we will come and make our home with him. Do you want God to live with you in your house? He'll live there even though he knows you're not perfect. But because you love Jesus, he sees you as perfect. He'll take care of your children. He'll take care of your finances. Because your home is his home. If you keep his words. If you keep his words. If any man loves me, he'll keep my words. And then my Father will love him. And we, that's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, will come and make that dwelling with you. What a fortified home. No, nothing can touch that home. There can never be want in that home. You say, Jesus is living with us, but we are hungry. That's, that's, that's almost like blasphemy. It's not going to happen. He'll take care of you. He's a member of your home. Can you believe that? Jesus becoming a family member and the father in your home. I didn't say it. He said it. We will come and make our home with this family. That's what he said. If you keep his words. Then he added, He who does not love me does not keep my word. And the words which you hear is not mine. They belong to the Father. So when you are not going to do this, what we, just, what we are talking about, you have made up your mind that you don't want God in your life. Because you're not going to keep his word. We must love him. If you love Jesus, you'll follow him. And if you follow Jesus, there's something he'll make out of you. Jesus is clear. He said to the disciples, follow me and I will what? I will make you fishers of men. He didn't say, follow me, I will make you rich. He can do that. But that's not his purpose for your life. (coughs) Excuse me. 
the best thing for human life is for God to make you what Jesus came for. A fisher of man. Then the work is complete. He said, just follow me. If you follow me, just go with me. When it's all over, I will make you to become. You will become a fisher of man. Uh, let me read that scripture. So, so it's, in, it's in Mark chapter 1. It says, as, And as he walked by the sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become. I will make you become. In other words, you were not that way before, but I will change your person. And when it's all over, when I'm through with you, you will be a fisher of men. And so the question is, we got a lot of Christians in church. How many fishers of men? How many people really following him? Has he made you a fisher of men? Are you even concerned about that? You got your ticket to heaven. I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. I got the ticket. That's all about? That's, that's, is that what it's all about? It's more than that. He wants to make you to become a fisher of man. I want him to make me that. When you have not become a fisher of man, he's not through with you yet. How long will it take for him to make you a fisher of man? Uh, 30 years? I'm trying, Pastor. I'm, I've been trying for the last, I've been trying. No, I want it from the day one. I want to be a fisher of men. If that's not in your thinking, then you don't know what Christianity is all about. Because the main part of Christianity is to go. That was all. The, they lived to go. Paul said, I'm ready to give my life for this. A lot of them gave their lives to bring people into the kingdom. And Paul would go around and come back again. He says, I don't, want to, I don't want to labor in vain. You remember him saying that? I don't want my work to be in vain. What was he saying? I want the fruit to remain. I want the fruit to remain. And I'm praying, my prayer is that for the Ark Fellowship, I like all the other things, the miracles and what God did last Sunday is fine and all of that. But we really get God on our side and for our church. How many will love it if Jesus becomes part of our church really i mean there are some churches uh, they talk to him it's like the um street fellow that went into a church and he was real filthy they they drove him out because they, they were nice about it they sent an usher to go to him and say look have you noticed that uh, your kind is not there because everybody's dressed well you know and all of that and and they sent him the the usher kindly took him he sat he sat out you know by bus you know, bus stop, he sat in there. And the guy felt bad for doing that. And then later he went to the fellow. After service, he was, the usher was leaving. and noticed the guy was still sitting by the bus stop. He went to him and said, uh, So I really felt bad that I had to let you go. But you see, the guy, oh, don't worry about it, he said. The street fellow said, uh, don't worry about it. He said, well, why? He said, because after you sent me out, Jesus himself appeared to me and said, son, don't worry about it. They don't even let me in that place. (laughs) Okay. 
okay. They won't even allow me going in there. They send me out every time. But won't you enjoy it if he's always here and we are excited about doing his bidding? That's what, those were his last words before he left. And if we are fully in obedience, God will make sure all of our needs are met. Before you mention, God said in the scripture, before you speak, he's heard. Because we are doing what he calls us to do. A lot of Christians are praying, God, meet my need, meet my need. Well, well, he has a need also. He wants people to come into the kingdom. God, Jesus is even saying, until the last person comes in, the world cannot come to an end. And God wants to put everything to a full stop. He wants it to end, but he cannot until I do my job and I bring the person in. Until the last person comes in, God cannot change the order. And he's waiting for me, so we are holding him back. We need to do our job. And if we are actively doing that, I believe God will start pouring his blessings on. You won't believe what God's going to do with us. I'm preaching this message. I have a purpose. I want to see you all blessed. Amen. I want to be blessed because when you're blessed, we're blessed. Angel and I are blessed as well. But I do know this scripturally. If this church will make a covenant with God, a commitment, God, we are going to try to reach people. You'll see what's going to be happening here. You'll be hearing testimonies that will tingle your ears. You can't believe. I know that God's going to do, God will do that for us. But we all have to be with, we all have to have one mind and have one purpose. And God will meet everything. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added. All these things will be added. I mean, because of time, I, I, I wanted to really go into this message. I'll probably come back again. Uh, next week is Easter. But, we're going to be inviting people to church. Amen? We have to. We have to. Many times, just us, everyone, when you see somebody coming, you make sure, because you have a purpose, you want them to stay in Christ. I don't mind. If I were not a pastor, I said it on Wednesday, I would be out there in the parking lot. Because there's a room for that job. And give me that stuff, that the shiny stuff that they wear to know that you are directing traffic. I'll be glad. And, and help them park your cars. I'm not doing it for the church. <laughs> Just for the church, I'm doing it for him. I'm God's parking lot man. Yes. I help them park. And I'll talk to them. Do you need anything? Help them. I'm, not doing, it. I'm doing it because of the blood that was shed. The blood of Jesus cannot go in vain. I have a purpose. And when you have the mind of Christ, God has seen a man that will walk with him. Just like he saw in Abraham. He said, I know him. He is going to teach his children. They will follow me. So he blessed him. I want God to see that in me. I want God to see that in you. As we reach out to these people, trying to bring them to him. To love him. Listen to this scripture, Romans chapter 10. And I'm going to close with this. It says, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But then he asks, How then shall they call on him 
in whom they have not believed. They won't call on him until they believe. And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? So somebody must be telling them. And how shall they hear without a preacher? And you say, well, Paul is talking to the uh, 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 pastors. No, he was talking to the church. Every one of you is a preacher. You don't have to wear a suit and tie to be a preacher. <laughs> Every one of us, we're preachers. They won't call on him because they've never heard. They won't believe in him. They've never heard of him. And through your words, they can believe. And they'll call on him. And if they call on him based on your words, then God guarantees they will be saved. They will be saved. But somebody has to reach out to them. And it's you. God's calling every one of you today to do that. Let me tell you this. If you make a commitment to, uh, to God today that you are going to try to be a soul winner and tell yourself before this year ends, I want to bring at least one or two people to God. Watch out what God's going to do with you. And your family. Your family. Your family. You know, I have a lot of stories I can tell you. Uh, my wife, uh, we, we got married in a very uh, difficult situation because uh, I was back there visiting in Nigeria. And initially, after we got married, we didn't have a lot of time together. But then I went back, and uh, Angela was having a lot of difficulty uh, uh, having a child. And so I came up with this, and don't worry about it, we're going to have a boy. And um, so we started going from door to door. And I told the devil, if you won't allow us to have natural children, we certainly can have spiritual children. <laughs> I dragged my wife. No, I didn't drag <laughs> We were going from door to door in Lagos, knocking on doors. You remember that, Mom? Knocking on doors, preaching and praying with people to receive Christ. But God gave us Omar afterwards. Amen. He gave us a boy. Amen. He is faithful. He is faithful. And you can make a commitment with him today. Amen. Bow your heads with me. Today will be a very good day for, to give a, a salvation call. But I want to make it for every one of us. How many of you here today, maybe most like all of us, will commit to Christ to follow him? You're saying, I will follow you. When I see your hand up, please, say, I'm going to follow you, Jesus. If that's you, that's a commitment you are making with God. I know, I know you may be afraid, thinking, I'm not going to be able to talk to anybody. I have been there too. It, will, it doesn't ever go. You always have that. But you have to do it by faith in Him to reach out to people for Christ. Amen. Stand up with me today. We have the connection card. I don't know what that is. 
We're going to pray a general prayer. Thank you very much. We're going to pray a general prayer, a commitment. But some of us here have not given our lives to Christ, even for the first time. You don't know what you're missing. You need to have him in your family. And you can do that today as we pray. What I need you to do, there's a portion here that says, My decision today. It talks about what you have decided to do. Check it out and put it in the uh, offering bucket. If you're giving your life to Christ, let heaven know I'm making my commitment by letting me see. Check it out and put it in the offering bucket. If you are recommitting, many of us were saved initially, but then we wandered away from him. But we want to come back to him. Let God know today by checking this. When you put it in writing, God sees it. Heaven sees it. The demons see it. The angels see it. No one can deny it. That you made a commitment and heaven will record that today. So I want you to check that and put it in the offering bucket. But mainly I want this whole church. This is my desire. I love to share the gospel, witnessing. I've always loved it from the day I got saved. I told God, don't let that thing ever get away from me. That's why we were in cover the other week and we're going to be going back. But I want every one of us to make a commitment. God, we will be soul winners. I am. God, make me a soul winner. Change my heart and prompt me when I need to speak to somebody who needs you. And God will follow through. And your life will be changed. And your family. I know that now because I can really trust God for my family. My family is blessed. There's nothing the devil can do about it. Because we serve God. And according to 1 Corinthians chapter 7, my children are holy. Whether they read the Bible or not. The Bible says your children are holy. If you don't like it, go discuss it with him. He said that. So I believe the kids are holy because God called them set apart for him. Amen. So let's pray to him today. Let's lift our hands up. And for those of you making that commitment to God for the first time, make that commitment from the heart. Let it come from the inside of your heart. And tell God, God, I need you in my life. God, say that. God, I need you in my life. I want you to be first in my life. Above everything, every other thing, I want you to be number one. God, give me the grace to follow you. And I want you today to make me a fisher of men in the name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, I give you my heart. I give you my life. I give you my tongue. I give you my ears. Take my mind and use it for your glory. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. Let's keep our hands together and give him a clap offering. He deserves it. He deserves it. He deserves it. Amen. Please be seated. I told you last week uh, we're going to be taking our offering again for the television ministry. And uh, we need to really do this. Uh, From the message, I need to let you know this. I want to reach the world. And in fact, when God spoke to me 
from the very first time that I got called to the ministry. I still don't know how it's going to happen. But God was very clear to me. I was going to be speaking to the world. I have it written. And I didn't understand how it was. Nigeria is the place I know. But I believe that the time has come. And God's using our church, every one of us, to do that. Somebody has to go. I'm not going to be able to go to Sudan. Maybe I will. But through the television ministry, I will be able to reach Sudan. We're trying to raise $15,000 to meet uh, the television needs. Um, I'm still praying about what to do in the future. Uh, But we are right now reaching the people for Christ. Michael, you want to come? Get the microphone. I was, I was with Michael, I said in the beginning, praying uh, this uh, few days back and um, talking about the television ministry. And we have signed up with, uh, I think, the, probably one of the largest ministries in Nigeria. They have a television program. And that television program reaches, I wanted to sign it. We tried one. It didn't work. And then they, I was told about this other one. Because we wanted to switch. And um, while I was talking to Michael about it, we were just making conversation in prayer. We do that from time to time. My phone rang from Nigeria. And uh, he talked to me briefly. I was so excited. I I gave the phone to Michael and walked away. (laughs) So Michael, tell them. By the way, this is not the first time I've heard pastors speak about the Great Commission. If you've been with him for any length of time at all, you'll know that when... Ten years ago, when we started, we, we walked hundreds of miles on the streets of Cyprus. Hundreds of miles. And then we planted a church in Africa. And then Calvert came to our heart. And we walked hundreds of miles in Calvert. We planted a church in Calvert. And I remember, not too long, a year ago, it was on a Wednesday night, he, he was talking about, okay, we're going to start this television ministry, and I'll talk, say a little bit about that. And I was in the back back there ushering, doing ushering stuff. And, and he said, okay, I, I have 2,000 and I need a thousand. I want people to commit a thousand. And it just came up inside and I said, yes, I'll do a thousand. And, and the wonder I had on the way home was wondering how I was going to tell Kathy about that. <laughs> I just committed a thousand bucks. But you know what? What's happened has been amazing. We started out local in Benin. And then we went to the 52 nations. And now with the latest one, and, and, and Pastor Solomon's who he's talking about, he, and of course he handed me the phone, and Pastor Solomon's talking very fast. And it takes a while for someone from Africa to understand Texan, and vice versa. So we were hey, man. Of, what, huh, what? And finally we, he started telling me about what was going on and what was going to happen. We are now going to be able to not just have all of Africa, we have all of Asia, including China. Four billion people. We're going to go into all the world, all the nations, from this church. I encourage you, even if it's only a dollar, get part of this ministry. We started with just walking the streets of Cyprus. We planted a church. We walk in the streets of Calvert. We planted a church. Look what's going on here. Get on board with that. Be part of that ministry. All right? Amen. 
We were told, the, uh, both Michael and I, we couldn't pray much after that because uh, the broadcast is reaching India. That's having one billion people. And then China, Japan. And uh, we're trying, Michael and I, probably are we calling them to know, to find out what other countries. But I know that this particular ministry, God's blessed this ministry that has this television channel. Uh, they have at least two or three jets, that particular ministry. So I know that that's the one that they use to reach the world. So we, they give us 8 o'clock, 8 a.m., Saturday morning, 8 a.m. Saturday morning, and then they also give us Wednesday, I'm going by faith, Wednesday, 3 p.m. So we'll be coming on those, uh, that particular channel two times in the week. And so I'm very, we're very grateful to God. And uh, they told me, we, they go these 52 nations or pay an additional $250 and you can go to Asia as I, I want that one. <laughs> Give me that one. So that's what it is. I believe that God's using our church greatly. And uh, we really need to respond. You have your offering. Please uh, give to this. And um, sometimes as a, as a minister, you wonder. It would, be, it would be real easy for me to just stay with our church. Just, just us. But there's something here that says, no, we have to reach the world. It's not me being on television. I want to win souls. But that's our church doing that. Together, we can reach the world. You cannot go to Burkina Faso. I many know where that is. <laughs> but our message is getting there via television. And uh, thank God, we're going to be getting a lot of testimonies from this. Amen. Stand up with me today. Angela, since I didn't pick on you today, so come up now. (laughs) She says, stop picking on me. (laughs) Who else can I pick on? (laughs) We're going to close. Father, we just thank you for a wonderful time in your presence. Father, we thank you for the message. Father, we want to be sold out to you completely, Father. I know that's the desire of every single person here. Father, for those that haven't caught the vision, that don't have that desire, God, I just pray that you begin to make them dream dreams and see visions and just enable them to be able to be soul winners for you. But as we live here, we don't leave your presence. We carry you with us. And we ask, oh God, that during this week, that you have your blessings to overtake us, to follow us, and that your favor, as your word promised, will surround us like a shield, that everywhere we go, you open doors of favor for us. And Father, you will make us to speak your word to those who don't know you, and that even when we don't speak, oh God, they will see your life in us, and they will desire what we have. And that will be an opportunity for us to speak to them. Be with us. Just surround us with your angels. And we thank you because you'll bring us back again into your house in due time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Before you leave, Michael, don't, don't close yet because we really need to pray for those who are sick. If you're sick in the body, prayer partners, please come.
There are people who are feeling sick and uh, God will heal. I mean, even if it's emotional healing that you need, somebody's hurt you and you're feeling real bad, we want to pray for you so that you can, uh, God can heal you today. Thank you, Lord. Don't hesitate. God, God can do science here, can give us miracles. Meet your needs and let God actually touch your life today. Thank you, Jesus. Please be seated or you can quietly leave if you can. If you want to, you can quietly leave, but we need to spend some time with this here. Thank you. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. And don't forget to invite somebody to church on Sunday. We want this place full. Invite somebody on Sunday. It's Easter day. Please invite your friends and family.